Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Covering every angle of Sunday's slate of football, this is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Pro Football Blitz Super Bowl edition. Huh. Are you ready for this? Mike Pritchard, former NFL wide receiver with me here at the South Point in Las Vegas. I'm Ben Wilson. We're running out of these shows, Mike. We're, we're down to one game. I know. Where's the time gone? The biggest one of them all, though. The big game. It is I like to game. say. Yeah, looking forward to the build up to the big game and uh, got the Pro Bowl uh, here in Las Vegas, um, and then, yeah, certainly gear, gearing up for the big game down there in Arizona. You betting the Pro Bowl this year? I am not <laughs> betting the Pro Bowl. I don't even know what games, what, dodgeball, or what, what are we doing here? The most, the most interesting one was definitely the long drive competition, yeah. since you and I have both played right. uh, Bears best in Las right. Vegas. Right. That was about where I, that was where my interest peaked. Yes. Ever since then, it's, <laughs> okay. been, it's been all downhill. <laughs> but what we've been able to do, with this being a standalone three-hour Pro Football Blitz NFL-specific show, we've spent all week, Mike, mm-hmm. getting ready for the deep, deep, Deep dive. Deep, deep, So deep, we've got deep. a lot of props to get through today. We have some great guests, both covering the Chiefs and Eagles specifically. Uh, we have Matt Verderam, who is uh, in charge of all things Kansas City Chiefs, at least from his covering perspective. He's going to join us in about 15 minutes. Ryan Rostein, who works in Philadelphia, will join us in our second hour of the show. In the meantime, Pritch, let's start with the most important position on the field. We'll work our way down okay. in terms of order of importance. <laughs> as much as I would say wide receiver hey, from when you played, I don't want to, you know, besmirch your great playing sure, guys. Sure, sure. we got to start quarterback. Yep, we do. And we have to go deep from, from right there with Patrick Mahomes. The first thing that comes to mind to me when I look at the Kansas City offensive matchup for Patrick Mahomes at quarterback, it's pretty simple. How aggressive is Mahomes going to be against the number one pass defense in the league? And that's really where you have to start when you're breaking down this game. Yeah, I think so. I mean, that's the matchup, right? That, that's certainly the focus uh, of, of the football game. And, and certainly, I think I'm going to bring up some other angles that could determine the outcome of the game. But well, let's start here, though, because uh, you're right. I mean, Patrick Mahomes with the ankle uh, and the offense and how they operate, uh, it's, it's essential for them to apply pressure to the Eagles' defense. In other words, they have to dictate. Uh, and can they dictate? I mean, there's been instances, I, I think, all year long uh, when you go through the quizzes, and like, that's what we like to say as former players or players, that the regular season is a bunch of quizzes getting ready for the test, and then, okay, you're going to take the final, that's the Super Bowl. And uh, along the way, what did you discover, and what can you adjust to? And uh, we, we've seen uh, on both sides, whether you're facing a fierce pass rush, like, like they will the best one in the National Football League, or a great pass defense that's benefited by that outstanding mm-hmm. pass rush. You know, how do you 
get success or obtain success as an offense. And, and to me, it's all about dictating. And, and it starts with Patrick Mahomes. Right. Well, what do we know about Mahomes as a player? Mm-hmm. He's a gunslinger. Right. He wants to be aggressive. If you look at his average numbers this season, averaged about 38 or so pass attempts per game. Of those 38, about 11 and a half per game were on targets at least 10 yards down the field. Mm-hmm. Of, of the most, at least higher echelon of just about any quarterback in the NFL. You contrast that to Philadelphia secondary, and you know I love my, my nerdy stats. We'll, <laughs> okay. we'll start, we'll, we'll only go over three minutes into the We're show. We're going we'll, deep. We'll, we'll start we, off we with one uh, two already. or three deeps to uh, go. Philadelphia so. secondary-wise, they are fourth in the league in ball hawk rate okay. on throws 10 <laughs> or more yards down the field. <laughs> Hold up. There's AKA, a ball okay. hawk rate? Yeah, that's the thing. Sports Info Solutions does okay. this. If you make, anytime you make a play on the ball as a secondary, mm-hmm. that counts toward your ball that's hawk a ball Hawk, okay. So Philadelphia defensively, top five in the league mm-hmm. in defending those deep passes. Right. And Mahomes averages at least 11, at least on average, 11 of those deep throws per game. Yeah. It's a pretty good strength versus strength, right? I mean, that's, that's a, a really interesting uh, factor. And then you combine that into, which we'll get in a little bit later, injury concerns among the wide receiver right. core and the obvious high ankle sprain that everybody's talking about here for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you know, that's a distant memory for me after that performance I saw from, from yeah. PFM. Uh, part two here, uh, Patrick freaking Mahomes. Um, so, uh, yeah, for him to scramble and move around, operate in the pocket, uh, distribute the football the way that he did, he can block out pain, uh, which is incredible to do so in short a time, short amount of time. And now he's going to have two full weeks uh, in addition to that, too. So I that's out of sight, out of mind for me in terms of his injury. But there are un- other injury concerns. But, you know, you said gunslinger. It's fascinating because he is a gunslinger, but he's not because he's he's about precision now. Right, the c- a controlled right, gunslinger. Right, right. Yes. And they had the best. The Chiefs have the best yards after the catch than anybody else in the National Football League. So, to me, I think that can pose a problem to the Eagles' mm-hmm. defense. And the control precision, it's exactly why my favorite prop on the entire board, mm-hmm. any prop, and okay. there's like 8,678,432 of them. <laughs> It is Patrick Mahomes to go over his pass attempts prop uh-huh. over 38 and a half. You can find that juice minus 125 at DraftKings is the best number right now. It's pretty simple. Like you look at historical context for pass happy offenses coming into the Super Bowl. There have been 11 quarterbacks since 2000 who averaged at least 36 attempts per game entering the Super Bowl. Right. Mahomes is at about 38. Mm-hmm. 10 of those 11 had at least 40 attempts in the Super Bowl. Right. What does that tell us? It's that these high-powered pass-happy offenses, they're not trying to reinvent the wheel, even if a matchup dictates that there could be a weakness elsewhere. Yeah. So even though Philadelphia struggles defending the run and is the best pass defense in the league, Kansas City is not going to try to change what works well for them. And because of the trust Mahomes has, getting the ball out quick to receivers who can extend and get yards after the catch, mm-hmm. getting to 40 attempts is something I'm really confident in for Mahomes in this game. I agree with you 100% right there. I mean, you're, you're going to win this football game because of Patrick Mahomes. You, you, he's going to win MVP and, and certainly uh, he got a great chance to win an MVP of a Super Bowl as well. But um, one of the reasons why I did have an NFL MVP ticket on Patrick Mahomes at the beginning of the year, uh, August 28th, 7-1, 7-1, was because they're going to have to matriculate. Uh, they're going to have to distribute the football. It's all about spacing and timing and rhythm. Uh, and I've, I've been a part of that style of the West Coast offense. The previous version of the West Coast offense that they ran involved Tyreek Hill. And that was the gunslinger. That was the air raid. Let me get out the pocket, be Patrick Mahomes, and, and be a, a point guard from the NBA and distribute the football that way and, and make exciting plays, right? Uh, but they needed to control that because of how teams were playing the Chiefs in that offense. So now it's about spacing, distributing the football, timing, and rhythm. It sounds so much like a Tom Brady-led offense that's won seven Super Bowls. And let me give you some stats. Let's Uh, go. Let's go. Uh, So now this was from Doug Clawson during the year, um, and I think they ended up second uh, in one of these categories now. Um, But the Chiefs led the NFL or lead the NFL in points per game, as we know, the yards per game. Uh, also yards per play and third down percentages. Uh, but I think they're second and third down percentages to end the year. Uh, and the only team to do it, the last team to do all four like that was the uh, 2001 Rams. Wow. The greatest show on turf. It's a great nugget. Uh, yes, it is. And okay. we know how great that offense was, uh, the greatest show on turf with, with Warner. And you got Ma- Ma- Falk and, and all these guys, Bruce. And, I mean, everybody, right, Holt? Uh, but – the thing about this offense, and we're going to focus on the receivers a little bit, it doesn't matter who's playing receiver. 
It's kind of mm-hmm. like those Brady-led Super Bowl teams of the New England Patriots. I mean, uh, he, he won Super Bowls by distributing the football pretty much with one major star, and that was Gronk, right? And, and I look at Kansas City, and they have one major star in that offense, and that's Travis Kelsey. Everybody else, they fit a role, uh, a distinct role. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is, is, the, is the master of it now. Yeah. Uh, and his evolution, his, 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 I guess, patience now, has really led the Kansas City Chiefs to to be dominant and then also be efficient, which I think can be dangerous against the Eagles. Completes passes to 10 different targets. Mahomes yeah. does in the AFC Championship game, including to Marcus Kemp, who had not caught a ball all year. <laughs> that doesn't right. illustrate his elite ability to distribute the ball mm-hmm. and trust in his system. I don't know what else does. Yep. And it's why you and I are both kind of in lockstep here, and you're, you're, gonna, you're likely going to cash that 7-1 uh, to one Mahomes MVP team. Yeah. That's pretty nice for the regular <laughs> season. I like Mahomes over 38.5 pass attempts. Mm-hmm. The other side of the coin for Philadelphia with Jalen Hurts at quarterback, it's a little trickier to parse as far as wh- where there's value on the prop market because Hurts is someone who was only thrown for 275 passing right. yards in the first two postseason games, but it's a guy who's so multidimensional who can get around the outside, extend plays, get first downs with his feet. So the pass versus run balance, how do you see that playing out in the end for Hurts? Well, you know, Hurts against the 49ers defense was so um, I guess beneficial for that offense because he operated inside the pocket. He moved around. He made it difficult for them to get sacks, right? They got pressure. They flushed him, but yet he was able still to distribute the football, get rid of it. As a runner, you know, he's not fleet of foot. I, and I, from a speedy defense, I don't know if he's going to have the opportunities to get outside on a perimeter uh, like a lot of those runs are designed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, against the Chiefs, I, I think Spags, the defense coordinator, is going to have a plan for that too. Where Hurts can – here goes Reggie Miller in my head. Where Hurts can hurt you uh, is the fact that he is slippery in the, in the pocket. Uh, and you think you have a sack, but you don't. All of a sudden, you've voided an area – and now he can get vertical upfield with his legs too and make something happen, get positive yards. So uh, he's dangerous, uh, not only as a passer, uh, but as a runner. They play with six eligibles. And to me, you know, from an MVP standpoint, uh, we'll get more into that as well. But yeah. uh, it's going to be hard to kind of just focus in on Jalen Hurts because of what the Eagles uh, could perhaps right. present in this game. That's why there's so many different angles to look to attack Hurts if you want to take a plus money shot on him to win Super Bowl MVP. There are touchdown props, which we're going to talk about mm-hmm. later in this hour. The interesting angle on on this side, if you're looking at passing versus rushing props, the rushing yardage prop for Hertz, it's 49 and a half, mm-hmm. averages about 50 yards a game on the season. How about this? The last 10 games in Chiefs contests, opposing quarterbacks have gone nine and one to the over on their rushing prop yeah. this year. Yeah. And Kansas City, 23rd in rushing yards over expectation allowed to opposing quarterbacks. I just wonder... That is not a very good stat, and obviously they have struggled defending and mm-hmm. containing quarterbacks, but how much will this game be different because of the longer buildup, because of the focus on Hurts as a rushing quarterback? Well, if you have access to all 22, go back and watch Buffalo, Kansas City last year uh, in the playoffs. Um, I, I think that's a great example of what could happen in this football game. Uh, and I'm talking about fireworks. Go back and watch mm-hmm. that game uh, because Buffalo played with six eligibles. Buffalo has a dynamic quarterback in Josh Allen, right? And um, uh, those offenses are not similar, but they are. You know, they, they still like to try to feature uh, the perimeter aspect of the game. They still like uh, Buffalo a little bit more trying to be prolific throwing the football down the field, explosive plays that way. Uh, but the Eagles, they want to make explosive plays too. So from a prop standpoint and from yeah. a quarterback running standpoint, I'm in lockstep with you on that one. But go back and watch that game. That, that could help you out as well, though. Josh Allen, 11 carries for 68 yards in the yep. AFC Championship game last year. Jalen Hurts, 49 and a half. Over? That, <laughs> it could be a sneaky good angle. As we're just getting started here on the Pro Football Blitz, Matt Verderam joins us to talk all things Chiefs when we come back. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo. 
the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Do you have questions about betting on the Super Bowl? Wondering about how to hedge? Or maybe you're looking for unusual props or insights from one of our hosts? The VSIN Big Game Help Desk is here for you. Submit your questions at vsin.com slash helpdesk, and it could be answered by our experts on air or on vsin.com. Here's my question to you, Mike Pritchard. Mm-hmm. When you bought me a celebratory uh, drink of McAllen 18 on my birthday this September, did, did you have the foresight of knowing that you would get that money and then some back with your Patrick Mahomes 7-1 to MVP? Was <laughs> no. that why you no. went all out on my birthday? No, I didn't look that far. That's my out. help desk question. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't look that far <laughs> out ahead. Um, okay. I just figured that was the right thing to do for a good person celebrating his birthday. Oh, okay. I just wanted to get that out there public, mm-hmm. publicly stated. Yeah. So, you know... I, Mr. Nostradamus over here, Mike, Mike Pritchard. We've got, we've got some more behind-the-scenes stuff from Pritchard from this weekend. Part of you know, Mike, Mike's rubbing shoulders with some big people. So we might have, we'll tease that. We might have some more uh, fun coming later in the show with, with what Mike's been up to this weekend. Uh, in the meantime, though, we start the show talking all things quarterbacks, especially Patrick Mahomes and Chiefs props. So let's continue that conversation on the Kansas City side right now with Matt Verderam, national NFL reporter for Fansided. You can give him a follow at Matt Verderam, also part of the Stacking the Box podcast. Matt, thanks so much for the time. I was looking at props. And, and while there's so few edges, at least on the bigger props normally to look at, the Mahomes pass attempts one is the number that kept sticking out to me at 38 and a half looking over. How confident would you be in given the game flow projection for Kansas City that this thing gets to a scenario where Mahomes is throwing 40 plus times on Super Sunday? I really don't care what the game flow is. If you watch the Chiefs, you know there's a pretty good chance he's throwing the ball 40 times. I mean, that's just, that's just how they play. They don't, they do not run the ball. Much, I think, in first half rushing attempts are dead last in the league this year. They want to come out and throw the ball, spread teams out. I know there's a thought this week about, well, Philly's so good against the pass, you want to run the ball. I, I don't think the Chiefs care. I, I don't think that's not the way they play. Um, they'll go more to a quick passing game. They'll go to Kelsey. They'll go for yards after the catch. Um, I think there's a. If I had to bet that prop one way or the other, I would definitely err on the side that Mahomes throws the ball for you. You know, Matt, what's interesting about this matchup too is uh, the West Coast offense. I mean, a lot of things are built in from a protection standpoint. Whether you're getting the scat and you're involving five people on a route, right, or, or you're actually going to have yeah. extra guys in to protect, uh, it's fascinating because I, I think some props that. Uh, could be overlooked, uh, involve the running backs and how they can be involved in his passing game and distributing the football from Patrick Mahomes. Like, in your estimation, uh, is there Pacheco or, or McKinnon that would have a bigger impact in the passing game for the Chiefs? McKinnon. As far as the passing game, McKinnon, I mean, he caught nine touchdowns this year. So, um, I think, look, he's a great bet. At one point, I think to end the season, he had six games in a row with a receiving touchdown. Um, if, if I'm looking at that angle of it, I go back to when they played the 49ers. They played them in October. 
and the Chiefs hung 44 points on them in San Francisco. And a big part of that was the Chiefs just screened them to death in that game. A lot of underneath stuff to McKinnon on screens, a lot of stuff, quick games to Hardman, which I think you'll see more with Tony this week with Hardman unlikely to play. But, you know, they, they throw the ball quite a bit to McKinnon. They don't throw it a ton to Pacheco. He, he has hands. He, he's a pretty good pass catcher when they do it. But um, if McKinnon's in the backfield, it's a pretty good bet that they're throwing the ball, either that he's going to be left in the block or that he's going to go out as a pass catcher. McKinnon plus 165 right now, anytime touchdown. Yes, not, right. not a bad number <laughs> no. on a guy who had a tier seven game streak getting into the end zone. As Matt Vitteram, national NFL reporter from Fansided, joins us right now on the Pro Football Blitz. You mentioned wide receivers. We got the news on Friday with Miko Hardman downgraded to doubtful for the game with the pelvis injury. From the other two who are questionable right now, with Juju Smith-Schuster, and, and you look at uh, Kadarius Tony. what's your expectation as far as their effectiveness, assuming they're able to suit up Sunday? I think they'll be pretty effective in the game. I, you know, Juju's the one I'd watch a little more. I mean, he's had that that knee's been barking really since the, uh, going into the AFC Championship game. But you know, with Tony, uh, you know, he's had hamstring issues on and off throughout his career, a little bit of an ankle. Uh, I would be surprised if they don't play. I'd be surprised if either one of them are severely limited in the game. Um, so I, I think you know, with, with Hardman being essentially out. Juju's the number one guy in the team anyway, but now he's going to be even increasingly so. Then you have MBS, and then after those two, it probably does get into Tony, Justin Watson, sprinkling Sky Moore here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, he's more of a guy who they'll bring him in for specific plays and packages. Uh, but, no, I think, I think that you're going to see a lot of Tony in the game. Again, this is a pass rush for Philadelphia. The, the Chiefs' entire goal in this game is going to be to mitigate it. They're going to feel like if they can mitigate that pass rush, they're going to win. So, I would expect a lot of jet sweep action. Sometimes it's just for eye candy. Sometimes it's to give the ball up. That's going to go to Tony and to Moore in this game. So um, I think you'll see that. And Juju has been very good this year against zone coverages. Philly sits in zone all day long. So I, I think both of which are actually guys who could have pretty decent games. Yeah, health update too. I mean, Travis Kelsey. I mean, the thing about, um, look, the back spasms, I don't know if that was a surprise to a lot of people. It could have been. Uh, but then Patrick Mahomes and what he was able to do on that ankle, Matt, can you give us uh, the feeling out there with Kansas City in terms of uh, where Patrick's going to be with that ankle? For him to not take a pain or to block the pain, I thought it was remarkable what he was capable of and, and what he did. Yeah, I think the general expectation around Kansas City right now and around that team is that he's going to be pretty close to, to being his normal self. I and mean, I don't think anybody thinks he'll be 100%. I think somewhere between 80 and 90 is realistic depending upon how the ankle responds here over the next seven days. But um, you saw against Cincinnati, they didn't really restrict him. Now, he wasn't running to the extent that sometimes he will. But, you know, against Philadelphia, I don't know that he's going to run a lot anyway. I mean, this is a team that their zone defense, um, obviously with that front that Philly has, you're going to want to move around and evade some pressure here and there. But he didn't have any problem doing that against Cincinnati. And now you have two extra weeks. I think he'll be able to move around in the pocket. I think he'll be able to scramble out to his right. Um, it's actually easier for him to get to his right because you know when you're going left, you got to you got to stop and pivot on that ankle that hurts. So um, I don't think it's going to be a huge factor. Not to say that hey, play here, play there, couldn't couldn't hinder him. But I think with the time off, I, I think he should be pretty good to go. I don't I don't think it's going to mm-hmm. really be a big detriment. Meanwhile, the main injury concerns you look at on the Philadelphia side, it's on the offensive line with both Lane Johnson, Lane Dickerson, each banged up, questionable heading in, even though the expectation is they're going to go. Given how dominant that Philly offensive line has been throughout the season, you have this game record and Chris Jones in the middle of the Chiefs defensive line. How do you imagine that, that matchup specifically in the trenches ends up playing out? Yeah, I think oh, the, the Chiefs love to try to get Jones one-on-one. So I think what they're going to do is they're going to walk Nick Bolton, their middle linebacker, they're going to walk them right up into the A-gap. They're going to mug up the center and say, look, we're getting one-on-ones. We're only going to rush four. We're going to, I think what they'll try to do in this game is, is take Kelsey out of it as much as possible and force him to account for a blitzer that they drop more often than not. And if they blitz, it's probably going to be a lot of pressure from the edges. I mean, that's, the Chiefs love to bring Bajarius Sneed as a slot corner off the edge. They love to bring McDuffie in this slot occasionally off the edge. They love to bring Justin Reed. Um, or Willie Gay, and they loop those guys. So I think the idea is going to be get Jones one-on-one with one of the guards, see if Dickerson's healthy with that hyperextended elbow. Go to the other side as well. Get a one-on-one there. Um, they will try with Frank Clark and George Karloftis to get 
one-on-ones. Now, Carl Loftus is going against Lane Johnson, and he, he's been much better the second half of the year, but that's a, that's a huge ask of Carl Loftus. Johnson hasn't given up a sack in about a year and a half. Can Clark get home off the left side? That, that's going to be what's interesting. In the regular season, he's a good player. In the playoffs, he's unbelievably third all-time in postseason sacks. So um, I think, look, this game is going to be – everybody's going to talk about Mahomes and Hurts. This game is going to be one largely up front with two very, very good fronts on both sides of the ball. Yeah, absolutely, man. I wanted to get to that, too, because uh, Carl Loftus and then also Clark, I mean, these guys essentially could stand up. I mean, I'm thinking Spags could have something uh, up his sleeve to slow down that vaunted rushing attack from the Eagles and in particular trying to get out to the perimeter and trying to get, create those numbers advantages. Are you anticipating something like that as well? I am. Actually, I think it's a good point. Like One of the things I, I'll probably write about this week being down in Glendale that I think will be the most interesting storyline that doesn't get talked about a lot and maybe the most impactful, Steve Spagnuolo is very, very hard to prepare for. They do a lot of things, and this goes back to the days of the Giants where they use a lot of different packages. They move guys around. They, they, they'll show one look where it looks like they're going to blitz, and they'll drop eight guys out of it or seven guys out of it. They'll show the same look on the next series, and they'll bring seven guys. They are very unique in terms of having a game plan for them. And this is now Hertz saw them last year, but it was a much different defense. It was really early in the year. And I actually went back and looked at it. The Chiefs were pretty vanilla in how they played the game. In this game, obviously, that is not going to be the case. I am very curious to see how a young quarterback in Hertz identifies all this stuff he doesn't usually see. Um, but I expect the Chiefs to be aggressive up front. I know they've got a lot of rookie DBs. They've got four of them. I think they're going to trust those corners to sit on, on one-on-one coverage with Smith and with Brown and have safety help over the top. I mean, that's what they did against the Bengals with Higgins and Chase, and it worked. They, they played great. I, I think they're going to do a similar thing. I think they're going to try to double over the top, a little bit of cloud coverage, and basically say, look, you are not going to run the ball and get into second and shorts and third and shorts, and you're going to have to beat these guys man-on-man. I think for the Chiefs, that's probably the way they're going to play this game. Yeah, such a fascinating matchup from yes, both is. sides of the ball, really. is Matt Vitteram, National NFL reporter for Fanside, giving us some time here on the Pro Football Blitz. Matt, we appreciate it. Enjoy your time down in Glendale. It's going to be a fun week here in the build-up to the Super Bowl. Thanks a lot, guys. Take care. And Matt made some interesting points, too, on the running back side mm-hmm. of things, which we're going to dive into. Our deep dive with the running backs in Super Bowl 57 begins right after this. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football fans, the championship game is set, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be. Win big with tons of specials on February 12th, like our same game parlay, Bet and Get, live Bet and Get, and Football Squares game. You could win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing our exclusive Bet Rivers Squares this football season. Place $10 or more in qualifying bets, and you get a square on the house. If the numbers on your square match the final score of the game, you win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligible bonus, and credit use. Full terms and conditions available at BetRiversSquares.com. You got your squares strategy set, Mike Pritchard? I do not. I not just... Uh, I know you're a connoisseur of, the, of like, yeah. you go to a squares, you know, like a party, and you have the squares, and you know mm-hmm. Pritch is going to occupy a good amount of the board. Yeah, but, you know, you still got to have luck. With the numbers, well, right? Yeah. I mean, you can think the strategy with the square. Oh, yeah, I'm going upper left or, you know, middle right or whatever. But, <laughs> it, man, it's all about the numbers, though. And how they, That's how why they people out. like it because there's only a, you know, tertiary amount of right. actual logic and, yep. and strategy exactly. that goes into it. But well, now exactly. books do let you pick your own square, which yes. is a very unique mm-hmm. uh, introduction into mm-hmm. the betting space. Circa offers it here in Las Vegas, Bet Rivers, uh, rest of country. We'll maybe talk about it a little bit later, as well as our touchdown props. Those are still to come later on this hour. Right now, though, we talk deep dive running backs for the big game. Super Bowl 57 between the Chiefs and Eagles. Line right now showing Eagles a one-and-a-half point favorite. Market-wide, 50-and-a-half the total. After it opened, Kansas City as high as two-and-a-half point favorites in some books. Flipped to the Eagles as high as two-and-a-half. Settled back in. Eagles minus one-and-a-half. The biggest reason why you would give Philadelphia that slight edge, Mike, in the betting market while both teams are elite on both sides of the ball, you have a Philadelphia team that is number one on the ground this season as a rush offense. And because they have a, a six-back type setup with Jalen Hurts as a running quarterback, I don't care who you are, Steve Spagnolo, any other defensive coordinator, that's a hard thing to prepare for. So the versatility of Philadelphia's running game, 
I, I just wonder how Kansas City will be able to slow that down when you are the most efficient run game, efficient run game in the league, and, and versatility to me, that's that's the word that you go with when you look at yeah, the Eagles. Yeah, my young Padawan, though. It's hard to prepare for with one week, but we oh. two weeks. We got, we got two a Padawan weeks. and we got okay, <laughs> right. thank you. I <laughs> gotta thank help you. you out here. It's it's hard to prepare for, which which it is typically week to week. And that's the thing about quizzes. But now when you have two weeks. Uh, believe me, these coaches will lock themselves in a room. They might even put a tie on the door handle and make sure nobody comes in uh, as they come up with some schemes. Uh, and all they got to do, uh, Ben, is, is make the Eagles think. And all they have to do, is, all Spags needs to do with his front and with his looks at the line of scrimmage is make their offensive line coach for the Eagles look at that tablet, okay, we need adjustments. And the offensive line have confusion with some of their calls. That's all he has to do. And, and you can do that with alignment. You can do that with things that the Eagles have never seen before or mm-hmm. are not prepared for. And then they're going to have to adjust to it. So in the meantime, while you're doing that, hopefully your offense is scoring points. So Spags has that in his back pocket. And, and with two weeks, uh, I am a thousand percent sure that he's going to come up with some type of wrinkle that way. The, the thing, though, that, con- that kind of counteracts that, though, mm-hmm. if you have an offensive line that's a veteran group with three pro bowlers on it, like mm-hmm. Philadelphia, who you can trust to get a consistent push, that takes away a lot of the issues you're going to have schematically in the run game. I mean, look no further than Miles Sanders, running back for Philadelphia. You look at his numbers this year when he's contacted at or behind the line of scrimmage first, he's averaging about two and a half yards per carry. Mm-hmm. When he does not get contacted at all until he passes the line of scrimmage, his numbers go up to almost seven yards a carry. He is at 6.7 on the season. That's not a gap that most running backs have. I mean, a four-yard difference just on the, on the pure basis of getting contacted at or behind the line of scrimmage or not. Kansas City is 30th in the league as far as contacting running backs at or behind the line of scrimmage. Sometimes you have to give the edge there to Philadelphia if they're able to consistently get a push forward and create some space for their guys. Well, yeah, it depends on the type of running game that they can generate. I, I mean, I know the Eagles, they like to get to the perimeter with their rushing attack. They like to get to the edges off tackle, if you will. But they also run inside zone. And so uh, one of the things that combats inside zone a lot of times is if you cover up the center. Um, a lot of times when a center is pulling to the perimeter to help escort a running back uh, in an option game, He's uncovered a lot of times, right? And you got a lot of four down line uh, alignments in the National Football League. Um, could they get two, three down linemen? Could they get to stack linebackers? Which, from a push standpoint, is interesting. Now, that means bringing in another linebacker, probably playing with three linebackers, mm-hmm. four down linemen. Uh, if you, but that's bigger people. That's bigger personnel to go up against what the Eagles uh, present. Uh, so, you're right. They get phenomenal push and on that basis is the reason why I went 30 to one on Miles Sanders Super Bowl MVP. Too. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Breaking my, news! I got Sound my, the alarm! I got all my bases covered here. Oh. But, uh, we talked about okay. this on the Lombardi line. Uh, I thought that was an excellent bet, right? I didn't know you're actually pulling the trigger. Uh, yes, I, we I talked it out, man. <laughs> yes. Boom! Yes. Down the um, okay. But the thing about it, though, Ben, is um, you know, getting back to adjustments and and how coaches work that way. If you slow them down or if you give them any type of situation in which they're on pause, then that can lead to some panic as well, right? Think about the Super Bowl. Like, typically in an NFL game, you're going to get about, what, 12, 13 possessions. But in the playoffs and, you know, into the Super Bowl, that number condenses. That, that goes down to, like, 10, maybe nine possessions. And each possession is so vital. And if you make a mistake, I mean, you're one fewer opportunities out there to score, but if you also are inserting panic on the other sideline, uh, then that can pay, play out for you, too, from a complimentary situation. And I think the Kansas City Chiefs, they, they 1,000% have to do something like that. Okay. You're looking at Miles Sanders, now down to 22-1 to 1 at yeah. DraftKings for Super Bowl MVP. Mike Pritchard might have had a small part in, <laughs> in, in uh, shaping the market there. Sanders has gotten a lot of action on his rushing yards prop over from 55 and a half, a lot of books have that either 57 and a half or 58 and a half. And that is the angle I would look at if I was additionally to bet Sanders. We'll mm-hmm. talk touchdown props in the next segment. That could also be an angle, too, because he's about even money on the, uh, the touchdown. Yes or no, anytime touchdown prop for Sanders. The Kansas City storyline that has not, not been talked about enough, while we're all paying attention to Patrick Mahomes in the passing game, Isaiah Pacheco ran a season-high 26 passing routes last week, doubled Jarek McKinnon's routes. It was the most by far Pacheco had run all season, and it's a guy who's slowly gotten more and more confidence, getting more in the mix in Andy Reid's offense. 
that if you're a believer in Kansas City having success, Mike, it, isn't Pacheco going to be a sneaky big part of that? Absolutely. Uh, he is, is. Yes, he will be. I mean, I, I think Eric Bieniemy really enjoys coaching Pacheco and um, you know that offense and what Pacheco can do uh, and and how how he grew into his role too. I mean, where he was drafted, you never know how a player like that's going to fit in. Uh, but he kept chopping wood, man. He kept chopping it, right? And uh, he, he kept getting better, too. And so now when the player uh, turns into something like Isaiah Pacheco, you got to find ways to get him in the football. He is so quick. Uh, he's helped and aided the rushing attack. He has a sneaky 829 yards this year rushing the football. I mean, that was sneaky to me. Uh, considering, you know, where you got McKinnon, you got, you know. How little they run the ball. How anyway. little they yeah. run the football as well. But. Uh, he's electric. Uh, he can make people miss. He's more powerful than people believe as well, too. So I, I think he could be a sneaky X factor in this game from a matchup standpoint. Also the third leading receiver in the playoffs for Kansas City. <laughs> right. Think about that for a second. Mm -hmm. With all the weapons, with how mm -hmm. much of a distribution goes on with, with Patrick Mahomes. And if you look at the way Philadelphia is so dynamic, both, you know, both in, their, in their past defense and their ability to pressure the quarterback. Right. That, that's a situation where if you're able to get your running back out in those little check down spots, let him jitterbug his way to yards after the catch. Yeah. Pacheco's kind of a match made in heaven for a, a player like Patrick Mahomes. It's, it's, you know, we talked about in the, in past seasons, a guy like Clyde, Clyde Edwards, he was mm -hmm. viewed to be that guy was ultimately someone who got off to a great start, sort of fizzled out, but Pacheco, a much more unheralded player coming out of school is, is kind of taking on that role now. Yes, he has uh, big time. A lot of confidence and the coaches have confidence in him too, Ben. And, um, you know, just just the thoughts of history and, and what the ways that teams like Kansas City have have won Super Bowls against defenses like the Eagles. I mean, uh, even when the Giants and, and the Patriots matched up, right? Remember how Randy Moss and all the big plays and that they, they would produce one of the better offenses we've ever seen. But what did Spags and that Giants defense do, though? I mean, you take away those big plays and you make them matriculate, which at that point, Brady and and certainly – uh, Randy Moss and those guys, they weren't doing that. Um, but when you think about Brady against the Legion of Boom and the Super Bowl that was going to be in Arizona a few years ago, what, like it's going to mm -hmm. be in Arizona uh, coming up, you know, they dink, dinked and dunked their way down the field, and that led to that pickoff at the end um, from Butler, I believe, yeah. who picked it off. But uh, Brady against the Legion of Boom was able to kind of dink his dunk his whole way in that football game. Yeah. Uh, by distributing the football, and that made it difficult uh, on that Seattle Seahawks defense. That's why I'd much rather look at either a receiving or a rushing plus receiving mm -hmm. yardage prop on Pacheco. The the rush receiving yard prop has been bet way up already. Right, might not be as much value as there originally was with sixty six and a half bet up to sixty nine and a half. Because as much as Pacheco is a really multi dimensional, elusive speed guy who you can use in multiple ways, mm -hmm. Kansas City so far through two playoff games, thirteenth out of the fourteen playoff teams in rushing success rate. Yeah. Just haven't been able to get a push, even though Philadelphia struggles in that regard. Pacheco's going to be a multidimensional guy. I don't see him, though, getting huge runs up the middle and just gashing the Eagles up the, up the seat. Yeah, I mean, I think the rushing attack for Kansas City could be effective in a red zone. Uh, you know, change of pace, uh, those kind of type of plays kind of throw off the Eagles defense. But out in the field, uh, they're going to be throwing a rock. Mm. Pacheco, yeah, 69 yes. and a half rush plus receiving yards. That's a prop to keep an eye out as we get ready for Super Bowl 57. When we come back, who's getting into the end zone? Both teams have been pretty good in the red zone. So how about some touchdown props? We'll discuss next. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. 
Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. This is the Pro Football Blitz on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back to the Pro Football Blitz. This segment is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction you're looking for, but Zinn Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. Zinn is made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco leaf free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zinn online or find a store near you at Zinn.com. That is Z-Y-N.com today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. It is the Pro Football Blitz, back with the former NFL wide receiver, Mike Pritchard. I'm Ben Wilson. I heard you had a fun little Friday night, uh, Pritch, here in Vegas. Um, what, yeah. Can you, can you enlighten a, us? It or? was a great Friday night. I mean, the Pro Bowl's here in Vegas yeah. and um, the star-studded events that all, all, all over the place, all over the city. Uh, certainly uh, none other than the great warm moon to kind of host uh, a fundraiser to benefit Nevada Youth uh, SLAM, uh, which is an acronym for Sports Leadership, Arts, and, and Management. Uh, the schools in Nevada benefiting from the community, uh, benefiting from a fundraiser event from Warren Moon, United Way. I mean, Warren, this philanthropic uh, endeavors yeah. is, is legendary, really. Um, and so I was able to catch up with one of my former quarterbacks, uh, my former a uh, teammate out in Denver, uh, Shannon Sharp's up there. Had a locker right next to Shannon when I was in Denver. Nice. Uh, and then the great uh, Andre Reed, who I was chasing as a slot receiver uh, because he was incredible in the K-gun, and he played a similar position I was playing in a run-and-shoot. Uh, and I, we, we had a great conversation about that last night. But, no, it was outstanding to catch up um, with these Hall of Famers, right? Uh, and just an inspirational, motivational night, uh, raising a lot of money uh, for, oh, cool. for a great yeah. cause. Yeah. It's a job well done, yes, by uh, by Warren Moon to set mm-hmm. that up. For those of you watching us on uh, Beeson.com, YouTube TV, that picture we showed up, that is uh, some, some good fits going on. If you're listening to us on the radio side and, and you're listening, go to Mike's uh, Twitter page, at, at M.I. Pritchard. You can, you can check out. That was uh, the tweet, Mike, you posted last night. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Did you ask Shannon about his, uh, his <laughs> about recent? Which, <laughs> which one? About, what? Well, about <laughs> what, what he was doing on the court at oh, uh, Crypto Arena, getting into no, the business. And no, the grid, like, it wasn't the night for that. It wasn't, wasn't the night, night for that. No. You, didn't have, you know, didn't have a couple of bourbons. In the, no. That's no. What, that would have been me. Like, after a couple drinks i've been like hey shannon what was going on out there come on man. look i mean shannon you some know, things just stay what's funny uh, what's funny uh, about <laughs> shannon sharp I, and i mentioned that you know i had a locker right next to yeah. him he is so jovial so even keeled so funny right and, and easy going yeah, but you know he's he's four percent body fat 230 pounds and he's got all these muscles right and it's intimidating powerful powerful human being one of the best players I've ever seen play sports. Uh, one of the best athletes I've seen too, but um, I'd never seen a mean streak, even with football. He's always laughing and having fun. Yeah. I mean, you're taking on defensive linemen, you're, you're blocking the Derek Thomases and all those guys of the world, and uh, you're laughing, you're having fun with it. So uh, to see Shannon Sharp actually get mad would be a revelation. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't know what that looks like. I mean, Interesting. Okay. The guy, I mean, we, we all talk about this at times, like when you hulk up, right? And, I mean, if with all those muscles, if he really got mad, 
I, I don't know what would happen to the other person, to be honest with you. So funny. That's, <laughs> that's a great picture. That's, uh, you had yeah. a, a wonderful – and it's, yeah. it's great, too. Not only did you have a great night, but that uh, it went mm-hmm. towards a great cause, the Sports Leadership, Arts, and Management, uh, and the Generation B Foundation mm-hmm. uh, for, for schools here in Nevada. So that's pretty awesome. It, what you think about, too, from the perspective of Shannon Sharp, one of the all-time great tight ends, yeah. you think about the Super Bowl and how we've been betting player props, especially touchdown props mm-hmm. this postseason – Kind of been the postseason of the tight end. It Travis has Kelsey has 21 catches on 25 targets yeah. in the postseason for Kansas City. He is the favorite as far as highest minus money juice price to mm-hmm. catch or have an anytime touchdown. Minus 130. So we're getting to the point where you got to pay taxes now if you right. want to get in, involved, especially with a guy like Travis Kelsey. Would you still pay the tax uh, in the Super Bowl having to lay a dollar thirty on Kelsey to get in the end zone? Well, based on the answer I heard last night, I mean, I think I would. I mean, uh, JT DeBrick, who emceed the event, uh, legendary JT DeBrick, um, he asked a question to Shannon Sharp about what we've been witnessing from Travis Kelsey. And he's like, it's something we've never seen before. Uh, this guy has, what, gone over 1,000 yards six times in a row? Um, I mean, that, tight ends just don't do that. That's, that's what Shannon Sharp was doing. You can't cover him uh, with a linebacker. You can't cover him with a safety. You can't bracket him uh, uh, because the, the relationship that he has with Patrick Mahomes uh, they'll split him out as a wide receiver. He's a wide receiver. He's an H-back. He's a tight end. He's a fullback. He's a halfback. Uh, and that's how this offense utilizes Travis Kelsey. And I, I don't know how you take that away because they, they'll move him around. Like Shannon said, they'll motion him. Uh, they'll move him. They'll create mismatches because they know how to do that. Uh, but the athlete that Travis Kelsey is, the, the player that he is, makes it that much more difficult. And he deserves attacks. And if there's a player that I would pay a tax on, it would be Travis Kelsey, though, with yeah, that offense. The Kansas City team, if you're going to, to target these props, you're, what makes sense is to look at the passing props for Kansas City, mm-hmm. a team that led the NFL with 41 touchdowns. Yeah. And for Philadelphia, I would argue the value could actually be on the receivers as well. As much as you look at the Eagles, how dynamic they've been as a rushing team, especially in the red zone, the Chiefs defense has allowed 27 touchdown passes in the red zone this year, mm-hmm. most in the NFL. Second worst red zone defense in the league. You have the Eagles who've scored 40 touchdowns in the red zone this year, tied for third most in the league. And I, as a result, I, I can't help but think as much as the focus will be on, you have Miles Sanders, who's minus 110, and that's someone I imagine you're going to back up, Mike, since you bet him to win Super Bowl MVP. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts will be a very popular bet to score a rushing touchdown at minus 105. Right. What about a guy like Devontae Smith, who's plus 155, a, a dynamic threat against a secondary that has been susceptible, especially against those sort of quick guys who can beat you one-on-one and and in the red zone too, once you get into those sorts of situations, especially if you're going to be focusing more on the running game, if you're Kansas city, when you get inside the twenties, that's a guy whose number you could argue could be shorter than plus 155. It's, it's pretty good value. Yeah, they could be. I mean, he's going to, he's going to face some roll corner, maybe too high safety. And this is why um, I'm gravitating towards the three linebacker look, because you can stack linebackers four, three, and then you can still play cover two behind that. You can still have cover two, and two high safeties, but yet you have a bigger box uh, with bigger personnel, 4-3 up front, uh, as opposed to the 4-2, and then, okay, you got to bring a safety down and all this stuff. But, um, no, I, I, if, they're, if they are matching up on the outside one-on-one, then uh, the advantages immediately go to the Eagles with A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. Mm-hmm. And if you see that, I mean, or if you can anticipate that, then, yeah, I mean, look at all kind of props for, for Devonta. I mean, he's, he is such a dynamic player. He's a speedy guy. Uh, one of, what, six players in the history of this game that could win a Heisman, a national championship, and a Super Bowl. That'd be pretty special. A yeah. Great company, too, by the way. I don't know if we have that one. I, I can, I can send that. That's, it's, it's Marcus Allen. Wow. I know. You it's, it's, phrase it's, it like that. Right. It's Marcus. It's, it's, it's the who's who of football. <laughs> right. I mean, a Heisman Trophy, a national championship, and a Super Bowl. Pretty special. Uh, which could happen for Devonta Smith. So, um, no, he's, he's an outstanding, outstanding player. Um, and... You know, if he's singled up, uh, that's where I think Spags has to pump the brakes. He can't expose those young corners that way. Um, I, I think he's going to have to load up that box with big, bigger personnel uh, and still play with two high safety. So. I was going to save this for our next segment because yep. we're going to do our deep dive wide receiver breakdown to start our second hour of the show, mm-hmm. but, but I can't help it. <laughs> okay. so I got to go with it right now <laughs> because you mentioned the two high safeties, right. and that's something that Steve Spagnuolo and the Chiefs do more than anybody. Play mm-hmm. too high in about 55% of the snaps this year. Devontae Smith, that's why I like him as a touchdown target, plus 155. It's why I like his props. Four games this year, Smith has, has faced defenses that play too high safety on at least 40% of the snaps. Right. 
You want to know Devontae Smith's averages in those four games? Uh, yes, please tell me. Average of seven receptions a game. Okay. Average of 102 and a half yards a game. Mm-hmm. He's sitting at four and a half catches, 61 and a half receiving yards, and is over plus 150 to get in the end zone. Yeah. How are you not jumping all over those? Well, I, I think you should. I mean, it's, it's really attractive. Um, but, again, you got to, you know, if, if we know this information, and, you know, Spags is looking at the numbers too, and uh, how can I – fight a perimeter rushing attack um, and still protect myself from a passing game. So we're doing deep dive, right? We're going to go that's, deep, deep. That's what we're doing. So Let's throw another deep on that, that topic. <laughs> part. When, you, when you play 4-3 and you're trying to stop the option game and you do roll the corners and you have two high safeties, you essentially have nine guys at the line of scrimmage. Because the corners, think about it, the corners are cocked inside, looking mm-hmm. inside. Yeah. And so if they see run – then they can play to run that way. Um, so you actually have nine guys on the line, at the line of scrimmage. And you saw a lot of cover two from a, a, an option game back in my day. And we ran a triple option a lot. So, um, you know, that was interesting, though. That was interesting, right? And so um, I, I, I think we'll see some of that because the Eagles are so perimeter dominant uh, with their rushing yeah. attack. And with the perimeter dominance, though, mm-hmm. it's a big reason why you like Miles Sanders for Super Bowl MVP. I imagine you're – would you back that up? Play uh, minus 105 on – or minus 110, actually, is now the predominant number. Sanders yeah, I mean, that, that seems logical to do that, too, I right? So I mean, too. absolutely. Correlated, if you will. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm all over the place trying to protect myself, okay. trying to anticipate this game it's the last right thing now, you want. So. Like, you got that Sanders ticket. Yeah. He goes off, but, right. you know – Handicapping voters. You never know. Yeah. And maybe you get screwed even if he has a great game. They don't vote him MVP, and you at least want to get something. Yeah. You want to cover yourself. Yeah. So that's, that's the way. If you like any of these long shot MVP candidates, it's like a good, I think it's a good pro tip. Mm-hmm. Find other ways to, to kind of supplement your prop bet since there are so many menu options available. Right. Like Miles Sanders doing MVP, it's a long shot. So still supplement that with maybe an anytime touchdown or his rushing prop. It's a good little pro tip as we go out for hour number one. Hour number two, we have some injury updates and a wide receiver deep dive coming up next on the Pro Football Blitz. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know... What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. CNN.